Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is again Mrs. Gertz, uh, introducing with Mrs. Gertz and making it work. We were doing a series of um, ways of understanding why are we here in this planet? What is the goal of being in this in this world and why we would think of wanting to uh, come to a point of wanting to look for a partner to get married the Jewish way. Well, uh, what I have done right now is I am uh, going to be giving you some uh, excerpts from different Rabbeim rabbis that uh, have talked about the, this and like I said in, in the past class, um, everything that I am doing and, and going to give you right now are excerpts from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai of blessed memory, Rabbi Yitzhak Luria of blessed memory, by Rabbi Moshe Cordovero of blessed memory, by the Vilna Gaon of blessed memory, from Rabbi Nehunia Ben Hakana of blessed memory, and some of the writing, all of these are writings from Rabbi Yehuda Ashlach, blessed memory, and also uh, Professor Albert Goslin, that he is. Uh, a big Kabbalist that he has done excerpt uh, research on these Rebbeim in the writings and the excerpts that I'm going to give you are just practical practical uh, ways to understanding a, a bit more the importance of meditating so we can understand more and more the connection with the Almighty. Now, it's very interesting. Uh, we were talking about levels of consciousness. Uh, where, in which world do we live in? In the conscious world, in the visible world, or in the invisible world? I'm going to uh, say a little bit what we spoke last time. We were talking about that there's two visible and there's two worlds. One is the visible and the other one is the invisible. Okay? And we said that the visible world is the world of effects and all the material all the material um, world that we see that we can touch is part of the visible world that we can reach with our uh, with our senses the invisible world on the other hand is the world that has to do with our you know with our uh, feelings uh, with our way of thinking right and the, those that world is a world where we meditate and where we make decisions in order to later on follow them through in our actions. So the visible world is 
the actions and the invisible world are the the causes okay so that's a, a little bit about what we touched last class in this lesson I'm going to talk about how we have different states of consciousness and what I want to emphasize that our way of thinking in a way is a very erratic way of, of thinking why do I say this I say this because we happen to have simple logic we deduce things and experiences that will uh, make us believe that everything that we see is real but there was times and different times of, of, of history that they would affirm logically that the world was flat and it was impossible to uh, fly also another example uh, because the you know the, the airplane was too heavy and that time was lineal and uh, Professor Einstein changed all this way of seeing till today where he explained or was the founder of, uh, of the understanding of the quantum physics which re revolutionized all these concepts of logic which were just not necessarily what we saw was real even uh, the ideas and the feelings and the beliefs to come to a conclusion that not everything that we see with the eyes has to be the ultimate truth because the eye happens to be limited so I'm going to tell you that 36,000 years ago in the Kabbalistic writings the concept of quantum physics existed it had a lot of tools that were not yet known uh, as we understand it even in today's world an example was Christopher Columbus that thanks to his Rabbi Rabbi Sekuto that he was a big Kabbalist was able to give him the confidence to understand that the world was round and once he understood that he went to the Queen of Spain Isabella and told him I will find the Indies and I will uh, go in and bring you and show you that the world is round. So these are little examples that I am quoting right now that we have to learn to understand that our way of thinking happens to be very simple and we have to learn to get to a higher way of understanding. So I'm going to uh, give you uh, enumerate 
the following. First of all, the states of consciousness of knowledge that my mind, my interior mind, has a power that is indescriptible over all the forces of the universe that were created for us. So, what do I mean by that? I mean that we were the last beings that were created, the Torah tells us, which implies the englobing of ourselves, of us. Everything was created before us. So, as an example, we had the vegetable world that would in, in, entail the world, all the world, mineral, animal world, the vegetable, right? And at the end was the human world. There was, there was a goal to understand that we were the last ones to be created because by doing this Hashem wanted us to reign over these other worlds but we have not yet been tapped we have not yet been tapped to understand this this consciousness that is totally uh, superior consciousness. Number two, the states of consciousness of knowing transcend time and space. How does this happen? Through meditation. Kabbalists used to meditate and reach levels, high levels, where time and space was not a limitation. Third concept of states of consciousness. The states of consciousness of knowing can be modified and these events will give way of events that are negated of, of evidence. What do I mean by that? Well, an example is Torah gives us an example that it in our eyes, it would be impossible to fathom that uh, um, the Red Sea could part into two. This is something that we could not even fathom that this could exist. Well, so we understand that sometimes these type of changes happen at a level that is not a natural level. The next one would be 
number four. There's some states of consciousness in which they can be modified in events that are in our detriment and a change of events that can make them happy uh, into happiness which means something that can be so ugly and harsh uh, at the moment at the same time at the same time it could bring beauty and happiness with good news this could be an example that we there's illustrated in the Torah like the book of Esther in Purim there was a time that she became the queen the, the queen of Persia but at the same time this beautiful woman got to a, a moment where she understood that there was this man by the name of Haman that wanted to destroy the Jewish world, to destroy all the Jews. And Ahasuerus, which was the king that she married, had all the power to just, with a signature or a seal in those days, <laughs> be able to eradicate all the Jews in all the provinces of all the areas where the Persian world existed. And what happened? She knew, Esther knew, that she was going to have to go through tremendous moments of danger. She knew that her life was at stake. There was trouble and anxiety. And what happened? She decided to ask all of the people, specifically the children, she asked her uncle, Mordechai, to go and fast for three days and pray and pray by the way this just happened the 23rd of Nisan was uh, the date that Esther asked Mordechai to please pray with all their hearts and change the decree so one way of saying it is called prayer. Another way of understanding what that really means is meditating, connecting, connecting with the source and say, this situation that is totally difficult, we ask to change. And it's incredibly that one day things were so upside down and from one day to another the upside down ugly decree became joyful it disappeared completely 
it became a joyous moment where the truth came out. Esther was able to show King Ahasuerosh that really they, Haman really wanted to even try to eradicate him as a king and take over not only to the Jews but also harm Ahasver, King Ahasuerus. So when truth comes out there's a lot of joy that comes out. So we have to understand that everything that we see that is dark and terrible guess what? Behind this ugly darkness and, and, and terrible feeling comes always the light, the joyful part. And that's a very important concept in Judaism. Okay, so we'll continue. The, the fifth state of consciousness that I'm going to have you consider and understand is the state of consciousness of knowing that the mind does not distinguish between a happening that is lived versus a happening that was visualized. What do I mean by that? Sometimes we have visions that are very clear and these visions can be like the ones that our ancestors had. Even some of the sages, they had visions of what could be. And then there's the vision of a reality. So both are real. Both are real. Okay, the next one is number six. The logic of mind is dominated by the will of each person. But the spirit or the interior mind only behaves to the vis the visualization of the emotions. When we meditate, as our Kabbalist teachers showed us. So what do I want to say with this? An example is, we have dominion of our will. That's something that we want to do something, we want to uh, lose weight, we work on our, you know, our will and say we're going to do it, we want to lose, we want to do exercise, we have the, you know, the will to do it. That's part one. But our interior mind will only follow what we visualize through our emotions. And we'll teach you later on how in a much more specific way to understand this concept. Number seven, 
our subconscious is in constant contact with the Almighty and the unconscious determines reality whether we understand it or not that goes on it's like whether we like it or not the sun the sun shines and gives us light whether we understand it or not it's there it's the same okay number eight state of consciousness the cosmic laws determine that whatever you believe is true is true there's many people that believe in the horoscopes and things like that if you believe it they're going to come true however when you say well today my horoscope says that I cannot uh, reach what I want to because my horoscope says whatever your beliefs are that's what you're going to get and in Jewish uh, philosophy we understand that it's prohibited. Prohibited means we don't believe in horoscopes. Why? Because we are beyond, our consciousness is beyond all horoscoped signs. And we have a say the power of words are so strongly that if you say I'm going to be able to do something you will get there why because you put it out there into the universe so you see how important it is the power of words and the power of believing Number nine, we have to break with the evidence that our thoughts, negative and fear, come from the material world. The fear of not having enough money, the fear of getting sick, the fear of not finding your shidduch. I am not good enough. I don't have enough money to support. All these things are to blame from the material world. Does that mean that we should not be realistic? No. It means that if you have a positive attitude towards things things will go why because that's what Hashem wants us to believe to have total bitahon total trust 
in him. But if our beliefs are mediocre and negative, you are what you think. You are what you believe. But there's an other universe that is active morning, day, and night that is constantly creating and vividly and alive that once you tap into that through meditation that we will be teaching you how to go about it, you will reach your goals. And number 10 will be the names of Hashem throughout the Torah. Those names are tools that we will learn how to visualize in our meditations so we can reach cosmic energy that will help us tangle the waves in a way of talking of hardship in this world. Because being in this world is not an easy thing. We're constantly, constantly being thrown things at us. Some are difficult, some are intolerable, some, some are dark. However, if we have the tools of how to use the meditation of Hashem's names, once we do that, we will be able to not only overcome, but to get into a higher level of consciousness. So today we have gone through the importance of understanding the different states of consciousness that exist but that we have yet not tapped into. The next lesson we are going to have is going to be how and when and which names of Hashem are the ones that are going to give us this powerful way of understanding the beauty, the joy of being in this world. This world is to be joyful, full of life, active, so we will do that in our next lesson. Hope you enjoyed this. And if you have any questions, please. Shidduch uh, with Mrs. Gertz. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.